Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alustar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us to expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Thanks for having me on waivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So is it Jaden or Julian? What would you like me to address you, bro? Julian just sounds more... Oh, Man, two first names. Cooler, How so cool can you get, right? Why not? So I, I had the privilege to meet Julian um, at a youth camp. Um, I think it's your school youth camp. And we, we were talking and um, he was sharing about this podcast that you have. And I see. I think uh, we just clicked. I think we talked a lot about cars and, uh, <laughs> and living life in a fast lane. And yeah, and he was just sharing about some of these things and um, with a limited um, uh, connectivity and data at that place. I, I don't remember <laughs> where the place is. I went to go research about waivers and I thought, wow, you guys are doing a great job, you know, and I think. Um, I want to take this moment to say, you know, well done. 136 videos. Thank here. you so much. Uh, keep it consistent. Keep it going. You know, let's fight Mr. Beast. Let's go. Actually, we should fight Genie Boy, man. Genie Boy first? Come yeah, on, Genie man. Boy first. New <laughs> ones in Malaysia. So, yeah. And... Um, a little bit of myself, I'm based in Alostar in Kedah, um, a small city here. A fun fact, we produced two prime ministers for Malaysia, the first and the fourth. So if you study your Malaysian history, you might know. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> I don't think any of us do that. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> I, I leave that like, you can go in Wikipedia, the, those facts. Lah. So um, I think it's something unique about Alostar. I think firstly, because uh, this is my city. I grew up here. And secondly, I think from a friend of mine, businessman here, whenever anyone asks him about Alostar, he will always use one word, which is quality. So yeah, I kind of like this place. And there's a lot, there are a lot of young people here. So this is my passion. My passion is really working with youth. Um, I believe that when youth know their potential and just like a football team, you know how when coaches and managers train those youth football team, I think with that concept, and then when the, the, the youth grows into the professional division, they are ready for whatever is ahead. I just feel that sometimes, you know, I mean, you guys are exceptional, but I'm sure you know some friends, you know, who maybe have a tough time in life, maybe broken family, or maybe some crisis that's happening at home. And they don't know what to do. And so what happened is that they just, you know, allow life to be life. And uh, pretty much, I guess, I don't know if this word is still relevant, but YOLO their way. <laughs> uh, it can be fun for a while, but it gets really depressing. So I think my wife and I, um, our heart is really for youth. We moved back. We realized that, you know what? The moment when young people recognize their potential, um, recognize that these are um, their abilities, man, what they create, what they do in the future is it's really remarkable. I guess that's all. Anything else you want to know? Man. 
Honestly, it's it's a huge pleasure to have you. Knowing that you know your podcast uh, is it is very informative. I is I find it very entertaining. Not just right. because you're here, I'm saying this, but I'm I'm speaking from my heart. So yeah, sure, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a huge pleasure to have you. So I think we should get started. Yep. Right. So what are your thoughts really on this topic? Um, youth with um. Uh, romance and high school romance and things like that right i think before we start maybe i give a proper context to to what we what i'm about to share um i think very importantly the things i'm about to share is to recognize that high school dating exists yeah i think a lot of organizations and schools um but when it comes to working with youth Right or high schoolers, um, and and relationship is a very sticky thing. And of course, the relationship we're talking about is you know um, dating, right? Sort of style. It gets very sticky because the reality of um, premarital sex, for one, you know, um, uh, teenage pregnancy is another one. So I think a lot of adults uh, they operate out of that fear, and so because of that, instead of you know handling this um, topic, you know, or this subject, um, they would just create boundaries. Now, boundaries is not necessarily bad, but what happens is that when boundaries are not discussed, boundaries are not explained, um, then that's where the dangers of why cannot, you know, I'm sure you heard your friends before, I'm sure you mentioned it before, why cannot date, what's wrong with it? And there are many layers to these issues. So like, for example, a school might say no to dating, right? But there are some parents that allow their kids to be adventurous. Like, yeah. oh, try you, you, you're, you're learning to fall in love. So where I'm coming from is what I'm advocating is I recognize that high school dating exists. But I want to respect, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast. Um, if you're a teacher, a parent, or an adult, um, today's... Uh, content is in no way just to blindly advocate that high school dating is a win. You know, it must be allowed in all organization and institution, uh, institution and, and just do whatever you want and, and, and let every young person to date. Uh, I think that is reckless. Yeah. So where I'm coming from is, okay, um, we recognize that high school dating exists. What are we going to do about it? Yeah, so... I guess, yeah, we can start with that. So that is my thought about it. Right. So let me elaborate more on how uh, we came about uh, you, having right. you to talk about this. We actually had a part one and two about this topic uh, between two of, my two, two of my good mates. We basically talked a lot about our experiences and probably a lot of the pros, you know, what are the pros having relationship, what you can learn from it and what are the things, but we didn't really elaborate on what are the cons. And we would really like to hear from a adult perspective, knowing that um, me and my good mate Isaac already emceed a um, sort of forum with, with my year. I think yeah, Jaden is very is is aware that he was there witnessing yeah. the event. So basically, oh. we were both MCs um, asking uh, our teachers about a few few of the questions that we would like to know about this topic. So I have gathered 
today um gathered questions uh from on. that event so i'm gonna ask you the exact probably identical questions to you right. that um some of my classmates have already compiled together so shout out to them mm -hmm. so yeah let's start with the first one sure let's go man right so um what are your thoughts on really a boring relationship is it a good thing or a bad thing is it a healthy relationship yeah boring relationship yeah can you define maybe give me a context like what boring relationship i would say probably you know um both individuals are not really sort of Mm, sort of interacting with each other probably as in they have done everything they can but right. it seems very plain very lame it's like you know how youth relationships are like hey you want to go outing here there you know it's really uh engaging and things like that so right. my my boring definition would be probably nothing's happening you know just right yeah right. okay for me, I think, and educating young people in relationships, I will always tell them what's healthy. I think when you are looking at boring, what happens is that you are engaging or, or making your relationship very linear, very event-driven, very, if I don't have anything to do, it becomes boring. So... For instance, right, I think it's not boring if, let's say, a, I mean, a couple goes to the movie, to the cinema, goes hiking, whatsoever, right? But then at the same time, let's say, for example, you might be staying in Churras and the girl might be staying in Subang. Like, <laughs> the reality of meeting each other on a weekday, I mean, in school, yeah, but you can't really date in school, per se. So maybe you only could really hang out with each other either online or or maybe go to the mall maybe not even every weekend you know i mean some people have the luxury every weekend but some i'm sure your friends only could meet like maybe once a month and it could equate to very similarly a long distance relationship in some sort you know what i mean yeah and i think yeah the danger there is when we make we label it boring as in like that's why i ask you with the context right going here going there you mentioned about it I think there's nothing wrong about just learning to enjoy each other, even though there's no event to it. So for example, let's say you are, take the lockdown for example, right? Lockdown on any relationship was hard. Yeah, long distance. Right? So you are at home. She's at home. What can you do to make the best out of the conversation? Right? Because after a while, and this is, see, here's the thing. Relationship is work. Love is work. You know, a lot of people think that just love is um, sunshine and Disney princess kind of like model kind of thing in their mind. Yeah. It, I mean, we laugh about it, but a lot of people behave that way or they want that fairy tale. But love is work. So this is where I always challenge guys and girls, you know, especially in high school, right? You're discovering love. You're discovering about um, the beauty of another person and you are recognizing what you like and it doesn't have to boil down to going out, doing something. Those are additional bonus. But how do you get to know each other without those things? So if you're on a phone call or a video call, 
instead of like, you go to sleep lah. No lah, you go to sleep lah. No lah, you go to sleep lah. No lah, you go to sleep lah. You close the phone first lah. No lah, you close the phone first lah. It's never ending, right? Yeah. How about talk about real things? What's going on in your family? What's going on in school? You know, and I'm not talking about gossip because then gossip is unhealthy. But again, the context is healthy, right? Uh, what are your plans? Where do you want to go in the future? I think if a 16-year-old, 17-year-old especially, could talk to each other, like more future-oriented questions, really make them mature in a lot of things. So it makes sense the way I'm explaining to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Because for me personally, I when 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 someone says how to unboring, sorry, yeah, you know what I mean. Not make the relationship yeah, yeah. boring. Yeah, I get it. Man, there's so many ways. Because you see, here's the thing. I've noticed some people who really enjoy doing nothing. <laughs> couples really enjoy. I'm not saying this. Now, this is true story. True story. I know of couples really just enjoy each other, just going to the mall, not doing anything, have a boba, and go back home. And today, they are like preparing for marriage. Like when I knew them, when they were in high school campus life kind of thing. That's what they do, you know. So I think really, yeah, we shouldn't position ourselves to be very event-driven. And again, the reality, I mean, high school dating, man, like really, if you stay in Churas and she stays in Subang, how are we going to meet each other every day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah, here's the thing. Knowing that uh, we youth, right, we are not really, our, our mindset, our mind is not really that mature. So we'll probably, probably let's say there are scenarios like a guy or probably a woman, I mean a, a, a girl, sorry, uh, is already uh, so-called together with this guy. And knowing that we are still very immature, right? We we can probably like look at other guys, other other girls, you know, things like that. So that's why, to me, it will come down to where both individuals live in, like what you like you mentioned, how it work out. Like this individual stays in Chiras and the other one stays in Subang. So probably the other one will look for uh, a partner that lives nearby or something. So yeah. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? I think that would be really unhealthy. Yeah. I I told this to Julian the last time. Do you remember what I talked about maturity, Julian? You mind sharing? <laughs> Do you remember? Um, um, please share it. Sorry. <laughs> pew, pew, this guy. Okay, so I told them, I said, the number of our age does not define maturity. The numbers in our age does not define maturity. Like maturity is a mindset. Yeah. So you could be 15 and 16 and be very mature, you know, intentionally wanting to mature up compared to a 40-year-old uncle or auntie. I'll say that's 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 the really common mindset of humans, you know. They they see how old you are and oh, they assume that you're this mature and that mature. So yeah. I mean I I we cannot deny the fact that, of course, years of experience plays a part. Yeah. I, 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 we cannot deny that. I mean, my dad, your dad would definitely know more than us, right? They, they have been through life, the hardships of life. But that does not necessarily mean that it shapes their maturity or them wanting to be a mature person. 
because I'm sure you've met uncles and aunties who were really immature in some of their decisions, right? In some of the things that they say, the way that they behave. Um, the terms that we use today are Karens. Sorry, uh, if anyone named Karen, I'm not blaming you, okay? But that, I mean, culture now talks about Karens out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They feel they have the right to do whatever they want. And these are usually older uncles or aunties, right? Yes. That sort of thing. So I think back to relationship, right? If you're a 16-year-old and you, okay, you know, so love is work. Love is also commitment, right? You, you say that, I love you. Sometimes we throw this big word, right? We love you. I love you. And if you say, I love that person, yeah. How is it like to be consistent, committed to one person? Even though I don't get to meet you every day, how am I able to bring the best out of you? make you a better person. So one of the things that I always tell people when it comes to relationship, right? One major question, no matter what age you are, is am I making you a better person? So even though I don't get to meet you every day, see the, the, the question you had just now, right? It's a very like, not you being selfish, but it is a very selfish like behavior because this guy is in Chiras. So maybe this guy here in Subang can help me out, right? Yeah. After all, we are not married. Ah, oh, man, I, I really hate that one. After all, we are not married. After all, we are just... Um, kids or kids. single. No. See, the problem is this. You, you allow other people's voices to creep in. You allow other people's voices to shape your thoughts about it. So therefore then, you think that you have permission or the right to behave as such. That's very wrong. You know, I, I, I get it. I, I've heard some parents, some teachers would say things to high school students like, hey Julian, it's only puppy love. I don't know, have you heard that kind of sentence before? Yeah. It's only puppy love. <laughs> it, it won't last long. Ah, yes, this is what I heard before. Right, it won't last long and stuff like that. Now again, their intention, the motivation for that statement, I don't know. And, I, and that's not our part of our conversation for that. But I've seen immature people Take that question and make that an excuse. Yalah, because you know, it will last forever but now this period of time. So better to discover a lot of people. Now here's the thing. Yes, I agree. There are many fishes in the sea. Yes, I agree. Like among guys here, right? There are many girls out there. But do you know what it takes to care for one girl? Do you know what it takes to really listen to one girl? Do you know what it takes to make her feel like she's the only one in the world that she is special? So like, these are the things we don't talk about. But we, the other voices that are coming in is like, you know, it won't last long and everything. Now, here's the truth. Yeah, it might not last. So the way how we um, treat or uh, react, but no, it's not react, sorry, respond to high school dating here in my church, right, called Soul, is that I will allow it. No problem. You can date but I'm going to teach you about accountability. I'm going to teach you about responsibility. I'm going to teach you about communication. So a lot of times, especially when we are younger, we assume, I thought you're okay. Uh. I thought this is fine. Uh. But assumption destroys communication. You're not even learning to ask, is everything okay or not? And so then, yeah, so these are just some of the examples, you know, and yeah, I hope that answers pretty much, you know, how sometimes people get so immature, like, yeah, you know, let's check out this other guy. Man, 
but it's that you know what i mean yeah i think um a lot of the youths and people around my age are really attracted to lust than love you know they they really um look for the other individuals uh features uh physical features than more than actual um the what I, I, oh my god sorry um basically they look for the the body, the body and physical features more than uh what is really behind the person you know what's really inside the person so what do you think about that here's the thing i think i know i think i believe that all of us are wired to appreciate beauty the beauty of nature of life like we know when a flower is beautiful you, you get what i mean we know when a structure or a building is beautiful human beings same we see a pretty girl we appreciate the beauty you get what i mean and here's the thing i mean a lot of times we talk about true love and i remember growing up my my mom i love her my mom would say things like you know pray and, and god will send you the girl of your dreams. And here I am, like, fearing for my life. What if this girl has, like, pimples all over her face and she, you know, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, some words are sensitive. I don't want to mention it on this podcast. But y- you know how the mind plays? Yes. That sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, again, uh, I mean, <laughs> I love my mom. But you know, my mom was just trying to um, change my perspective of just looking for things that we want and really learn to be the one for someone else. So I think when it comes to that, I think firstly, there's nothing wrong with beauty. I think when you see a beautiful girl, you appreciate the beauty. But what happens next? So, and again, I mean, first is the view, right? We see the view, we appreciate the beauty. The next is the process. I mean, I tell you, any guy or girl that say, La, for the first day I met you, I fell in love with your heart. Yeah, right. What nonsense is that? I fell in love with your heart the first day. No, you were attracted to what he or she did. Like, for example, right? Myself, um, I was carrying a guitar, right? So I, I played a guitar and I think I was carrying my, my bass guitar. I was carrying my, and when I met my girlfriend, right, my wife today, then she was like, man, this guy plays the guitar. Like she was attracted to the fact that this guy played the guitar. Right? Nothing wrong with that. I cannot call her like, oh, so if I didn't carry my guitar, then you don't fall in love with me. I don't know, man. The guitar really saved me, bro. I'm married today. <laughs> that that kind of set the tone in the first place. And when I saw my wife for the first time, I was attracted to her beauty. I mean, she had like really beautiful pair of eyes. Like, I thought she was wearing contact lens and she's like, no, I don't wear contact lens. I'm like, man, this is, wow, brown, beautiful eyes and and she had really a beautiful feature and I'm like, man, I, I, something about you. But after our first date, get to hang out with each other, then we know each other better. Then we see the dark sides of each other, right? And how we then help each other to be a better human being. So, I think there's nothing wrong but of course, I like what you pointed out, the word lust. I think if your perspective and your view is just, oh man, this girl is hot. I've got to get into her pants as soon as possible. This is my only goal. 
and intention, you know, how many bodies I've bagged this year. If that is your only perspective, right, then that's very immature. Because at the end of the day, yeah, maybe you might be the greatest of all time. I don't know. You might be really handsome. You might have all the charm. And yeah, you know what? You might bag most bodies, but I wonder how lonely it gets. I wonder at the end of the day, do you know that one person that you can rely on? You know, let's say for a guy, right, who claims his, you know, who claims that he can get any girl he wants and okay, good for you, man. No problem. But at the end of the day, do you know what it means? Rely on someone, to trust in someone, to be vulnerable with one person. Like, yeah. So that would be a whole different conversation altogether. So yeah, don't lust. Appreciate the beauty. There's nothing wrong with beauty. I think there's nothing wrong with like, you know, if Julian goes to church, sees this girl lifting up her hands and worshiping God, and he's like, man, <laughs> Jesus, like, no problem, man. No, no one's going to judge you, man. Yeah, but I think what you do with the afterthought, you know, that defines either lust or appreciation. I mean, of course, lust then, sex, right? Yeah. yeah appreci appreciation then would be actually get to know her. Yeah. I see. So, just a question. Do you still have the guitar? <laughs> Guys, I still love the guitar, man. Uh, will be a will be a will be a very memorable one for your kids, you know. <laughs> like you can show off to your kids. Hey, this is the this is the guitar I got your your mom, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but I I stole off the guitar. I stole off the guitar to repair my car during that time. Uh so that I can fetch her. You know what I mean? Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, right. Man. Speaking of kids, I actually have a question. Yeah, go ahead, man. You know, if your daughter or your son were to come up to you, let's say at the age of like uh, 13 to 15 or like teenage time, mm -hmm. and they said, um, I'm interested in dating this person, right. do you allow them to or would you not allow them to? Right. Great question, man. For me, especially as a parent and pastor, so like now before my kid grows up, there are 13-year-old, 14-year-olds in my church, right? They come and sometimes they bring their boyfriend and girlfriend. I like the fact that there's that trust where they introduce this guy or girl. And usually I'll give them that space. Fine, you go date. You know, if you need any questions, I'm here for you. I'll teach you what to do and all. Then when you break up and all, I'm not going to choose sides. I'm going to be here for you as well. So I think when it comes to my daughter and my son, I'm actually learning to prepare myself now, today. Um, I'm learning to trust my daughter's decision. So I think before that day comes, I think it's very important for me, her first love, to play that role very well. To show her what it's like to be a real man, what a real man loves a woman, how a real man loves a woman, as, as in I love her mother, how I care for her, how I don't raise my hands or abuse, that sort of thing, that abuse is not acceptable. So I think a lot of things begins like right now. So would I allow her it wouldn't be a definite yes or no because here's the thing, if she brings back a guy that is like dodgy, 
and I I don't know who he is. I think my answer will be no. But she met this guy, and this guy is respectable. 14-year-old, you know, he comes up, he knows how to honor, and I see the action of him. It'd be great if she meets someone in church, then at least I know the guy, then yeah, the yes would be easier, right? Yeah. But if it's not, then yeah, of course, definitely. For me, character is very important. So, yeah. I The way I've seen, right, over the years, even for myself, looking at my mentors, looking at people who are before me, I realized when fathers, let's say at least my daughter as an example, right? Fathers who are secure, fathers who play their role very well as a first love for their daughters. I've seen, not all of course, not everyone's perfect, but most of the girls grow up actually knowing which guy they want, or what kind of guy they want. That sort of thing, you know. But of course, sorry to sidetrack a little bit or maybe Another brunch question would be, I mean, sadly, like today, I'm sure you know friends who come from families where parents are divorced, you know, or the reality of knowing that their dad had an affair out there. So yeah, those are the sad realities. And it's not easy. Definitely, that's why I say love is work. So yeah, it's a complex thing. Like. It's not a yes or no as, as easy as that. Because if the guy is dodgy, if the guy is like some weirdo and then he goes up the <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll get you guys and some other guys to, you know, bring a gunny sack, beat him up behind church. And <laughs> I don't know, I'll do that, man. But <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys, I'm just kidding, oh my gosh. Uh, but but yeah, I'll definitely say no, like, babe, I, are you sure this is the guy, right, really? But if the guy is respectable, the guy is honorable, yeah, he knows how to take care of my daughter, sure, no problem. I will give them the safe space to date. Yeah. But again, that's me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's here's the thing. I really, in my opinion, I, I really don't get because uh, most of the time, um, youths and people around my age are not working, right? They won't really have the fun to uh, the the money actually to uh help events like uh let's go to justin bieber concert or something let's go to the mall let's have dinner or lunch or anything so uh i really don't get people where they have they are committed uh the relationship but they use their parents money won't they feel that guilt you know that uh oh i'm using my parents money to actually sustain my relationship you know so would it be weird i mean at least that's what i did when i was 13 years old when I was 13 and now that I'm 16, three years ago, I felt like, I felt like shit, you know, I felt like, wow, mm-hmm. I just wasted so much money on this, uh, <laughs> on this, on this, uh, on this person. Yeah. And the worst case is it's not even my money. It's my parents' right. money. So that's, that's what I really start to don't get from other people basically repeating my mistake. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question from this, right? What if the parents are the willing recipients to give the money for the date? What if the dad or mom is like, hey, here's a hundred ringgit. Go, la, go take care of her. Go bring her out nice dinner. Huh? Justin Bieber concert. How much? A thousand ringgit. Ah, go, 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 go. Mommy give you. Daddy give you. Go, 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 go. I think we're a good experience. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, how? 
to me, in my pers- my in my personal opinion, uh, uh, it wouldn't feel good in the long run. Because knowing that I'm the person I am, knowing that I know myself best, it would not really if I if you were to ask me this question back then when I was thirteen, then probably say, Hey, you know what? Why not, right? It's not my money anyways. But if you ask me now, probably I will feel a bit uneasy on myself because you see I've been relying on my parents since day one, you know? And why do I need to rely uh, on them to sustain my friendship or relationship with our opposite gender? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my perspective. So if you, if you were to go to a relationship, uh, people listening uh, now, uh-huh. I would say, try to have a part-time job or side hustle so <laughs> so you won't you, you won't have that guilt you know you won't have the guilt in the long run that hey i've been relying on my parents since day one and yeah you get what i mean right 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 That's i think very not all parents too. maybe might you know be like hey here's a thousand bucks yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. i'll uh, say more so on the wealthy parents will do I that think, I yeah, think, yeah yeah i think but for like i mean parents like mine especially uh mm-hmm. They, um, they kind of want me to like do my own thing and like um, earn, you know. So mm-hmm. like, if I wanna do something, uh, I'm really passionate about go karting, and it's a it's a money pit lah. It's very right. expensive. Uh-huh. So um, so yeah, I mean like when I was younger, my parents used to sponsor. Then after that, they like they start making me do work and like hey, do this, do that. Um, right. My car, and then like, eventually you work for it, and then I guess I mean, and that's the way I was brought up lah. So. You appreciate yeah. money more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess um, you know, having money is one thing, but knowing how to manage it well is another mm. thing. And in even a basic date to the mall can, I think from what I um believe in, can end up in a very expensive bill. I guess. Yeah. It's just one date. I don't think most girls nowadays are uh, happy for just one date, like a month. I think you have to do it at least. It's maybe three times, you know. I need <laughs> to go happy and stuff. So a very dangerous I say, if you want to get into a relationship, very... make sure your wallet is thick. <laughs> okay, lah. Firstly, I mean, not all girls are like that. Not all. Again, very interesting answers from both of you, and perspectives as well. Not all girls are like that. That's why it goes back to the first thing I talk about, right? Does our relationship all have to be driven by events? It doesn't, you see. And if you meet someone who is event-driven, right, maybe these things is significant to him or her, then I guess you have the answer there already, right? But a lot of times people don't want to give up. People have all this weird bravado and energy and adrenaline, like, I can do this, I can make this relationship. And after that, they end up in debts. They end up, you know spending so much money. So I think it's really a choice. What do you want, right? Especially as a young person. But again, coming back to your answer just now earlier, um, Derek. For me, one thing I've realized is as a parent today especially, we want to give the best to our children. And I think your answers really show that how your parents are at home, how they treat you, how they raise you up as well. I think that's really amazing. And they're doing a great job. 
But I think what will also help us understand that you know, different human beings live very different lives. So I want to say that there's actually nothing wrong if the parents want to. I know this sounds extreme. Lah. Give a thousand ringgit to buy the Justin Bieber tickets or Billie Eilish, for example, right? For, for his or her son and the girlfriend together. Go, go and enjoy, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I think problem begins when we expect our parents every single time to always provide it for us. So I think your answers are very, very good in a sense where you know there's a sense of responsibility. I think, I wouldn't use the word guilt, right, Derek? I wouldn't use the word guilt, but I'll use the word responsibility. I think what you, what you feel, what you carry on your shoulder is a sense of responsibility. I cannot be using my parents' money all the time to bring her out for a date. Great, good job. That's actually a very mature perspective to begin with. That means if you're going to find a girl, then it won't be event-driven. Ah, right? yeah. You'll find ways. To, I, want, I want to tell you those days, even after I got married, right? I mean, money is not, I'm not a wealthy person. You know, my wife and I, we used to budget ourselves and we go for this. So we can plan. You can actually plan. And, and um, something we learned during our dating period is that we would say, okay, so today, we set aside 80 ringgit for this weekend. Let's just take the train to KL and um, yeah, let's walk around. Let's do something. So when we were dating, we would do that. You know, um, we would just maybe um, take a train, maybe at the time or park at Kelana Jaya and then take the train all the way to KLCC sort of thing walk around, you know, and my wife and I, we are food, even when we were dating then. So for us, we will go and, you know, try all these like little weird um, stalls at uh, Jalan Alor, you know, look at the price, which is too expensive, you know, find what's cheaper or even if it's a bit pricey, is it worth the experience? Like we would just, we would just enjoy, you know, and then we'll go to Bukitang, we'll walk over there, you know, a little sweaty, but some couples, don't like it. They don't like to be sweaty. They want to make sure that they are, they are okay. They are, they are in proper condition when they're entering the city, right? <laughs> my wife and I then, I mean, my girlfriend then, we just, yeah, travel, go, you know, walk around. And I remember, uh, it's a very beautiful memory that I, that I have, which is, so then, uh, my daughter, her name is Ayla. I think she was about two years old. And so we did the same thing. And, and, and during that time, um, I was staying in Subang. So the new LRT now stretches all the way to SS15 and SS18. So um, yeah, we will walk up from our house and then we we'll hop on the train and then go all the way to KL, do the same thing with her. And I remember we were walking and we reached KL, we were having beef noodles um, and it started to rain, right? It started to rain and here we are, we didn't have our umbrella. So we just, you know, grabbed her. I, I remember I put her under my shirt and I was like, let's go, let's run, you run in the rain. We chilled there. That's it. And that memory is so beautiful, right? So that's why I think it's very important to learn now. That's why I, why I, I recognize high school dating. And what I advocate for is how do we learn to appreciate one another now? Am I making you a better person? My wife, then when I met her, she made me want to be a better person. You know, I want to be even more responsible. I want to create more memory. And so, yeah, these are some of the things yeah understand <laughs> yeah sounds like a very very 
memorable story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I want to tell you, right, relationship is complex. Man. It's not linear, right? And the understanding of relationship as well. Because I can't tell that well-to-do family that their actions of buying the tickets for their kids and everything and their girlfriend is bad for them. I can't tell them that because maybe that, that, that person who is well-to-do, or even not well-to-do, has a perspective where this is the funds that I've set aside for my kids. Yeah. They can, you know, take care of their friends. If I have heard of some parents who, I want my son to be generous. I want my son to learn how to care for a girl. I've heard that, uh, that um, not story, but that perspective before. I know of this mom who, who actually encourages her kids to go on dates, right, in high school. And then she will drop them at the mall and then pick them up. And what I've seen her doing is something beautiful because she's actually building the trust between her and the son. And so the son tells her everything. Mom, this is what happened. This is how I feel. And so the mom now has access. Like, hey, thank you for sharing this to mommy. Oh, you had your first kiss? Oh, okay, okay, that's good. I remember nothing wrong with that. But hey, you must learn to respect her, yeah. A kiss is a beautiful thing. But nothing more than that. You need to respect her body. So it's a moment. But you know how sometimes Asian, right? We hardly have this conversation. Yeah. That's why when I heard of this, it's quite surprising that there are such parents like that, you know. I mean, <laughs> especially we live in a Islam country and and also an uh, Asian country. It's kind of surprising <laughs> that I'm hearing things that I heard just now. So, right. Yeah. So there's why one... Why I, I, I sorry, Julian, I, I cut you first, yeah. So why, why I, I talk very strongly about this is because I feel that majority of the voices are very negative. Yeah. Right? So for me, very simple. Negativity begets negativity. Like the more negative stuff you talk about, the more our perspective will be driven negatively. But for me, right, following Jesus, I realize that love is beautiful. Love is sacrificial. Love is... Love is doing your best for others. But why do we talk about that? Every time it comes to relationship, it's always like, take care of your body. Make sure you don't know this. Make sure you don't know that. It's always no, 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 no. But we don't learn to teach it. Again, it's a very complex situation to talk about. Right? Learning to manage your emotions. You know, one of the things that my wife, I told Julian this, Cameron, one of the things my wife and I are talking about now is that what happens one day, right? So let's say we are okay la, with our daughter dating, right? So she starts dating at 15 or 16, right? With this guy. What happens if my daughter gets into a fight with a guy? Okay? So I ask you this first question first, right? Who should I protect first? Let's say my daughter gets into an argument with her boyfriend. Who should I protect first? Your daughter. My daughter, right? Great answer. But what if she is the cause of the fight? What if she is the one that was wrong? Then the situation first. <laughs> then be neutral, be neutral, be pH seven. Right, pH seven. Right. <laughs> what Julian said sounds correct. I, a lot of times we don't learn to analyze the situation because why? It's complex, right? She's my daughter. The easiest thing is to protect her at all costs, and I've seen so many people they protect their dearest and closest. But then they don't realize their dearest and closest are wrong. So, you know what? I might make it sound very easy right now, but I will have to go through it one day. 
what happens if let's say this guy she's dating goes to Seoul and he and he or she and he sorry he's like um hi Pastor DK I want to talk to you actually I'm going through this and Ayla has been behaving like that how yeah what should I do I cannot be like yo dude that's my daughter you're talking about <laughs> right it's it's not easy it's not easy that's why I shout out to parents and teachers you know, or organizations who really take the longer route or really put their hands into the mess and to make something beautiful, to create a structure for young people to understand that love is beautiful, love is sacrificial. So yeah, shout out to parents, teachers who, who really work hard. in this. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. So... Um, knowing that men- you mentioned also and knowing and witnessing that many organizations and schools particularly to my school um, they don't really um, emphasize much on uh, hey you, you can you can have a girlfriend a girlfriend things like that they don't really emphasize much on there is actually um, a rule that you can't have any uh, relationship in school and things like that so what do you, what do you think about that like since that um in your in your personal perspective because knowing that you mentioned that um you recognize it and knowing that you're a pastor yourself so what do you think that what should schools do so your question is what happens when a school says no am i correct yeah and they start to interfere with uh, a lot of uh relationship where their parents are uh given the green light to Right, right. I think very importantly, if it's an organization or a school, that's where maturity also comes in. And what, what part of maturity, which means respecting the institution. I know that sometimes, in logical sense, right, in a logical sense, we can't even date outside of school. Again, the whole scenario of if I'm staying in Chiras and you're in Subang, coupled with tuition, coupled with football training, coupled with all these things that any so many people have to go through, right? Then, now that I'm in school, the logical way is yellow. It's our best time to date and all. But now school says, it's the, the right should still go back to the school or the institution, right? I think they create that for a reason, to create structure so that, you know, everyone will be in place and everything. Now, with that being said, it's not a bad thing at all. That challenges us to be creative in how we date outside of school. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I feel you lah. I feel a lot of students as well. I mean, yeah, at, here at Seoul, in our church, we, we recognize it, we allow it, no problem. You know, this is a safe space for me and my wife. You know, I think it's very important to have a safe space to learn how to date or else the only place you learn about dating is on TikTok. <laughs> or Instagram, you know, there'd be weird people out there teaching you how to date. So I think when it comes to school, when they say no, um, I think firstly, the approach is always to respect them. That's number one. Now, number two, if there's an opportunity for a conversation to improve or maybe to get teachers on board to recognize, yeah, sure, go ahead. But like I said again, a relationship is a very complex. I mean, even in workplaces, right? Don't think at workplaces means it's very easy to like one day when you start working in a field. I know of companies where if you are 
dating someone in the office, you have to uh, report it to the HR department. Yeah, I heard of it also. And so, have you heard that before, guys? As young as you are, and from my parents, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every organization, and they have a reason for it. They have a, a a good reason for it. Like I know there are some officers out there who, um, okay. Context first. I remember I had this friend who was frustrated. Uh, she's married, or she was dating. I can remember, and there was a company dinner. And the company did the company. I think the managers mentioned that for this company dinner is going, to be, but please do not bring your spouse, do not bring your partner. A lot of people were angry. Like what? What do you mean? Don't bring my spouse. Don't bring my partner. You know why? Why is it so? Why are you preventing? Uh, why are you hindering people's marriage? Why are you people from a chance to, you know, uh, introduce their wife or their life? Like a lot of logical reasons. Da, 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 da. But why the organization did that? Which I thought that okay, you know what? As an organization, they reserve the right to again from a healthy perspective. Yeah, they actually said this because in the past, when they allow spouses to come in for or 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 partners to come in for like their company dinner and everything. What they realize is that a lot of people don't mingle around. What happens is that they just stay with their partner. That means imagine, right? The company got hundred people. So if I bring my spouse and all, that would be like two hundred, right? End up, end up, right? These people don't get to know. So let's say I'm working. I don't know the people in the accounting department. Yeah. Because why? I'm so busy with my partner. I'm so busy with my wife. Make sure she's okay and everything. Because now the next logical thing would be like, hey, come and hang out with us, lah. Hey, my wife is here today. Hey, sorry, bro. Sorry, my girlfriend is here today. So, who is right? Who is wrong? Like, oh my gosh, it's such a complex thing, right? So, I think really, is it from a position of health? What is the understanding like? So, I think for your school, I believe it comes from a position of health. You know, at the end of the day, that students, you know, to recognize boundaries, but whether it's healthy unhealthy that one i'm not too sure that one really it's, it's the school it's the organization institution yeah right so okay i think let's just move on to the next question so let's go yeah so this question will be um how do you accept being single yep i mean there, there are some desperate people you know around <laughs> Desperate, desperate people, as in, like, they really want to find love in, especially in a young age and also in adulthood. Yeah. So how, in in your opinion, how do people, how do they, how should they accept being single? Sorry. Can I answer this one? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, I I go first, Kenna. Okay. um, I think this one I've experienced and uh, Hmm. especially with, I think, for a guy that comes to a point where everyone starts becoming desperate. Lah. They go through this like desperate phase where everybody's like, you know, they've got like a spouse or like girlfriend and stuff and you're like the only one and then you start getting desperate. Um, what I've learned is to um, enjoy your own company uh, and uh, appreciate what you have instead of what you don't have, you know. Like, um, I'm sure every guy has some sort of friends, you know, like the boys and stuff you know, which you can hang out with, although they may have their spouses, you know, but then you can have, like, your own own time with them and just, like, yeah. Then another thing would be to enjoy enjoy your own company, you know, just, you know, sometimes 
call it taking yourself out for a date, lah. Uh-huh. Just go and do some. Just go and do something that you know that uh it would make you happy and like I don't know something give you some sort of joy. Personally, for me, what I uh, what I like to do is um I like to go on long runs like crazy. Like for mm. me, my favorite one is um king running from Karanjaya to Bandar Utama. Like, yeah. Um, and I and I discovered a lot about myself. I'm like, but every time I wanted to give up because like the hill was so steep. I just like kept pushing and like you know just slowly beginning to discover myself and like felt like after doing kind of activities a few more times I just yeah. enjoy my own company don't feel mm. as desperate lah. so yeah, that's just my perspective nice how about yours Derek actually what are your thoughts about this first I think I'll, I'll really I'll really um I really say that just focus on more on developing yourself. This will this will come down to like um focusing on yourself, like um focusing on what you can what are your your weaknesses, you know, what are the yeah. things that you can work on in your life before you start yeah. committing again or start trying again. Because mm. probably there are things that you are lacking off that people really uh find that trait attractive that you don't have or yeah or honestly to me i would say just working on yourself working on how you look let's say you are you are really fat or obese or things like that or really skinny or things like that probably start going to the gym or things like that i mean that's how i see things yeah Mm. i mean yeah that is such good answer from both of you yeah discovering yourself um yeah i i made a mistake when i was in high school i did it because yeah i wanted to prove a point um i think there were two reasons that i remember i i remember why i wanted to date because um my friends were dating and it felt like dating was an indicator to be a socialite in school like you, know, you had a status yeah yeah, yeah status and then the other one was it was a major mistake but i thought that i'm jesus i thought i could save her man you know because i was i look back it was such an immature thing it was i was so egoistic i thought that i had it all you know i thought that because oh my dad is a pastor you know i go to church I, i i know i i know about love you know, and and I thought I could give love because that's what Jesus did, right? And I remember sharing with Julian in, in the camp. I told the guys, I said, we follow Jesus, but it doesn't mean we are Jesus. We follow Jesus, we follow the ways of Jesus, but it does not mean that we are Jesus. I think a lot of people, we, we want to be, we, we think we are Jesus and try to save people and that's where the disaster so I think both your answers are really good. Discover yourself, work on yourself. Um, and you mentioned something about, you know, being obese and all. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, there's some people who are like big size and I will say big size. Like, huh? Can I use the F word, right? So, <laughs> uh, the, I mean, as in like the, it's, not, it's not a vulgar word, but yeah, the yeah, yeah, word, right? It's yeah, also yeah. bad, right? I can use that word. But um, yeah, and I've met some people like, yeah, no one wants to date me because I'm big size. No one wants to date me because I'm this and that. Um, I don't know where that comes from. Like, hey, 
work on your security. So something that my wife and I are learning, teaching, is that learning how to be single and secure. Learning to be secure with yourself. You know, like if you're playing for a football club, go, go ahead, man. And if you, and how do I say this? Go and pursue, go and do all these beautiful things, right? Enjoy life. And like, for example, Derek, you play football, right? You play football and through that process, the habit of having a healthy lifestyle, you know, you know, playing football means you have to think about recovery. You have to think about your well-being. You know, you're going to think about, you know, what it is like to, 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 to eat healthy, for example. And if you meet a girl in the process who actually makes you want to be a better footballer, so natural to date that person. You get what I mean? Not? Yes. Yeah. Instead of meeting a girl who is nice, by the way, but, but have very different cultures with you. Like for her, she appreciates long hours on the phone, like at night. But here you are, maybe as a footballer, you're like, nope. By 11.30, later 12, I have to sleep because if I don't have sleep, my body cannot recover, for instance, right? Yeah. But here you are, there's this girl who appreciates conversations like one, two morning because that's when she's free and everything. Then I would say, hey man, this is really your choice, whether you want to date this person or not, right? Because it's quite simple, right? You want to date someone who also wants to make you be better, right? Because you're also developing yourself. Now, again, I want to be very careful. It's not a selfish thing. It's not like, this is my life. This is what I like to do. You have to do what I like to do. No, 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 no. That's a very wrong perspective. Where I'm coming from is development. That means today, now that I'm married with my wife, now we're in the next stage of our life. What, I talk from a perspective of a husband, right? What can I do to make her feel loved? Even though we've been together for more than 15 years. You know? What can I do to make her be a better person in what she is doing? So it's always about development of that person. So I always tell young people, right, who are, don't be desperate. Definitely don't be desperate. If you see someone dating and they choose to date, let them be. It's okay. You know, I think the problem is the peer pressure, the status that comes when, oh, I got the girl. Right, I got the bag, you know. Yeah, I got the bag. You know how many girls you've dated? <laughs> you've got that bragging rights, but at the end of the day, man, I don't know. I when I look back, right, shout out to all my friends who were single and secure, man. They they knew what to do. They were consistent. They work on their craft. Pretty amazing, lah. Yep. Don't yeah. be desperate. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they will love for find you, you know. But yeah, yeah uh, there's also uh, during my me emceeing one of the forums in in school about this topic, right? One of the teachers also mentioned that the guys who stay, uh, the people who stay single during uh, the longest uh, during uh, and after their high school life yeah. will will be one of the most mature individuals. Are uh, one of the most mature individuals. What do you think? Because definitely it's not easy um, to, to hold the urge of getting together and things like that. I think Jaden just oh, disconnected. Yeah. Like, do we wait for him or we continue? Let's continue, yeah. Okay. With all due respect, um, I have to disagree with that statement. Being single for the longest time 
does not define, for me, I believe, does not define that or make that person mature because for me, I believe maturity not doesn't does not defined by the number of your age. That's what I, I really believe. You can be 15 and 16 and you could actually meet someone and date someone and actually learn how to love and marry that person one day. I really do believe that. I mean, that's what happened in our previous generation before and and that's what I've been seeing now today as well. It does happen. Um, we don't want to get into the fact of how their marriage is today and everything because um, that is a, another process of life and work altogether. But okay, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher this statement. So, so what is it that, that this person said again? If you stay single for the longest time, you tend to be one of the most mature individual among your your peers. How? I mean, that's that's why he 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 also add that uh, you will not uh, be attracted to the urge of getting into a relationship when you see your your peers, you know, getting into a relationship, and you know, um, having those fantasy fun times, things like that. Right. I'm trying to see the good of this statement. Now, here's a perspective that I want to leave it to you and also to this podcast. I've seen 30-year-olds who try to start dating and they, have, they find it so difficult to date today because now that they are 30 years old, they have it all together in their life, the way they handle their finances, the way they have their own culture. I mean, 30 years, imagine, right? Derek and Julian, 30 years old, you've got your 30 years experience this is how I live my life. This is what success means to me. Now you meet a girl, right, who's also in her 30s. She also has the same behavior, right? And can you imagine meeting together? Do you know how much you all have to clash to unwind the culture and everything? That's why one of the things why I agree or why I recognize high school dating is that when, when you learn to date during high school, right, it's much simpler and easier. You learn to respect each other. You learn to give each other space and everything. When you're 30 years old and you date, right? I'm not saying that you cannot. You can. But I've seen so many people struggle as well. It's very, very hard. You know, when they have, in their own way, this is, like I know of a guy friend, love cars. And he's always had a budget to prepare for cars and everything and all. And I remember when he was dating and started dating when he was 30s. And, and then, I think, Naturally, you know, you talk about finances, you be vulnerable with your... I think one of the biggest things for him to let go was they were about to get married and the, his fiancé said, why don't you use these funds to pay for the wedding? He was like, no, this is for my car. <laughs> I remember it was like a tense moment for them. Like, what do you mean this is marriage? You know what you mean? So your car is more important than me and all. I want to tell you, it's so complex. You, you get what I mean? So, I, I, I can't stand, I think my perspective of that statement, again, I don't know this person's context of saying that if I'm single for a long time, I'll be a more mature person. Not true because if I meet the right girl in high school, she makes me a better person, I can also be a mature person 
I mean, I'll be honest with you, even though I was in a wrong relationship during high school and it was a wrong perspective, but that made me learn how to appreciate and love my wife better. Like, you know, the mistakes of my past. Now, again, I'm not saying that you must go find yourself a girlfriend, make problems, create all these mistakes, then makes you a better person. Because for me, if we say, make that sentence, right? If you are single and then when you're older, you're a much more mature person. Then how about those of us who are imperfect? How about all of those of us that didn't do well in high school? Does that mean we are, we, lo- we lose out? We didn't do well? I think, I feel that creates exclusivity in a sense, right? So for me, an inclusive manner to bring everyone together to an understanding, it's how can we pursue health? So even though you make mistakes before, how can you pursue health? Even if you were single and secure before, how can you still pursue health? Do you get what I mean not, guys? Yeah. I think the moment, right, if we take something complex and make it simple, is it dangerous or not? In my opinion, make it simple. Um, I think that's by far, I think, in my opinion, I think that's the safest method, I would say. Right. Than making it complex because you never know what would be the upcome, outcome. Simple, yeah. but, but, but the simple equate right now. The mm. right way now. Of course, I'm not asking us to always live our life in a complex situation. Right? I mean, I'm not asking us to find problems, but there's that beauty in being complex or, or not to get ourselves involved in the complexity, but to, of course, unravel, to unpack what is complex and to make it simple. That, that's what I'm for. You know what I mean? But if you just suddenly make something complex simple, right? I feel it's very dangerous, lah, right? Like, let's say, for example, I tell you that, okay, Derek and Julian, if you are single all the way till 17 and you need to start dating at 17, I think you will do very well when you start dating. <laughs> you, you get what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think at 17 years old, you will be mature enough to... I would say to add on with that statement, right? We mentioned I mentioned earlier uh, from my teacher. I would say uh, it definitely comes down to the person whether or not uh, he he has it on a mature perspective or learn from other people's mistake during their relationship or not. Even if let's say they are not in a active relationship in that with the opposite gender throughout the 17 years of their life. Right. So, okay, so then, okay, I ask you, lah, how do you define maturity then? <laughs> how do I define maturity? As long as yeah. you know uh, properly what are your responsibilities, right. then I think I'll consider that as mature. Right. Lo. So if I'm a responsible 16-year-old and I want to date, then how? Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it's okay, yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't mean to, to, to confuse the situation. I mean, again, with all due respect, I'm sure the teacher who, who, who said that comes from a position of love, comes from a position of you know, wanting to 
teach you all to um, mature up as well. Again, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, we cannot escape the fact that experience do play a part in maturity. It does play a part. But experience is only one part of that process. You know, and again, maturity is the way we choose to think. Maturity is the way we choose to behave. Right? Responsibility is a choice, ma. I choose to be responsible. No one, no one drifts to responsibility easy when have you ever wanted to just go and clear the rubbish in your house and throw away the rubbish? <laughs> you get what I mean? Not? Yeah. It, it takes effort to, to, to do something of such. So, yeah. But again, I, I mean, I'm sure your teacher was listening to this podcast. I, um, I, I, I'm not throwing any shade, but um, I think your teacher comes from a position of love. That's number one. I think he or she comes from a position to wanting to care for the students. Yeah. But where I'm coming from is that, I mean, again, like you asked my perspective on it, I would think that that statement would hinder the possibility of a guy and a girl discovering love or what it is to love one another. Yeah, that's me. Lah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, is the person's uh, uh, personal opinion as well. So, yeah, that, that's what I mean by relationship is complex. You know what I mean? Let's say, for example, your teacher, right? Because it's not really by the book, you know? Yeah, sort of a, so if your teacher, for example, right? Maybe he or she went through that process and they matured up. And, and he or she experienced maturity. And they, and, and they felt that, oh, man, I've learned so much. But I think one thing I have learned over my experience of maturity, I cannot make it a concept and put it on you, Derek. You get what I mean? Yeah. Right? Um, let's say, for example, like I shared just now with you and Julian, um, I, I made a lot of bad decisions when I was in high school. Right? I dated for the wrong reasons. But, from that mistakes, man, that hard knocks, it is, helped me, shaped me to really appreciate my wife better. There's some things I shouldn't do. Like, okay, well, one of the things that back in high school that um, I, I, I recognized was I would use foul language with the person that I did then. And what I've learned over the years is that, man, it's, it's, uh, it's very disrespectful. I, I, I find it's very disrespectful to my wife, right? If I use it that foul language. But it was a process. It's a journey. Can you imagine a person who has never dated before? Right? And he or she now started dating and is only discovering this question. Is it okay to use foul language with my husband or wife? You get what I mean? Yeah. That is the, the complex part. Okay, maybe another example. Let me think of Because my experience, what I go through, right, makes me a better person. Ah, okay, back to the game, right? So, even though I know that I had all these hard knocks and bad decisions I make through high school, and it makes me, it, it has made me a better lover today. I cannot tell you, right, hey, Derek, I think you should start dating now. Lah. It's okay. Lah. Whatever girl comes your way, you knock your head, never mind. Lah. It will make you a better lover one day. 
Yeah, shoot your shots out, basically. <sighs> I, it would be a very irresponsible thing for me to do, lah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would rather... That's why I think high school dating, it cannot be like... Okay, so again, also the context of where I'm coming from. The way my wife and I, when we deal high school dating here and how I train my leaders in my church is that um, there are moments for public teaching, big space teaching. Like at a time with the camp, I can t- tell you all about certain concepts. But majority of the time, relationship is a journey. That's why until today, even though I'm married, I have a mentor in my life, which is still very personal. He will ask me like how things, how things with my wife. Because why? Now that I'm married, things are getting even more complex. You know, like one of the things uh, in my earlier part of my marriage, when I had a kid, my wife and I would argue whether should we spank our child or not. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I, I, I agree, she disagrees. So who's right, who's wrong? And we live in a world today where everything must be right or wrong. She's not okay. You know, and, and that's a problem in the world sometimes where, you know, it has to be either red or blue. You know, you either have to be left or right. You cannot be like, learning from left and right to be a better version of yourself. So, yeah, if I could sum it up, I would say that enjoy your life, learn from others, and yeah, be a better version of yourself. And if you're going to date someone in the high school context, are you making the other person a better person? If the other person, if I, I mean, don't even talk about it. Right, if Julian doesn't make you a better person, why are you still friends with? Him? Yeah, you know, you know, if you don't make Julian a better friend, a better person, sorry, actually, why are we friends then? I'll say, I'll say, in the the sad truth and the real reality, right, it's more on to remain a friendship or to keep that friendship still a sustainable one, regardless whether it's within the opposite gender or within the same gender the similar gender i would say uh sadly it will be more on whether how it can benefit you whether it's friends for benefit or no so if it's not friends for benefit or let's say the the individual does not benefit you in any way then why should the person associate with you right so yeah yeah, i get your point yeah but again when you make it sound like that right like can you imagine (laughs) if if it doesn't benefit you you're gonna be friends with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the such truth. The world we live in today, right, has twisted the word back. Um, yeah, I, I would I would want someone that makes me a better person. You know what I mean? And I mean again, like we're speaking in a very mature context, you know, and I'm sure you understand as well. Because why would I want to be friends with someone who just wastes my energy? Everything we talk about is gossip. Yeah. Every, everything we talk about is is this person, that person, after a while, right? My gosh, where are we going? Right? But, yeah, the sad truth is, we just still have these kind of friends sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, after a while, you know, one of the things my wife and I, we have that safe space to talk about life and people who walk in the I'm just really glad I have her. I think she's a wiser person than me. Um, after a while, let's say we have an issue with a person, 
she she has helped me and I've also learned that from her. So she would say things like, Dan, man, you've been talking about this person for such a long time. I think it's gossip already because there's no solution to it. Then I'll be like, but I still want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm still so bitter. You get what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and man, she'll be like, Nala, I, I think it's enough. I think it's enough. I think we should stop here. I think we've talked about this person for like a week and, and this person is just consuming our mind and our energy. And I think it's not worth it. So it started with her. And then today, like many years later, I, I started to do that as well. Like after a while talking to her, hey babe, I think enough really lah. <laughs> talking about this already. And like, oh, you use this on me. I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. help each other out. So yeah, I think with friends as well. Okay, but I've got a question for you. Right. What are your thoughts on be friends first? That will make you a better lover. Or make the dating process better. What are your thoughts about it? Sorry, I I I couldn't catch it because of uh, Jaden's mic. Jaden, can oh. you put your mic higher? Yeah, because it's it's quite it makes that weird sound. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, what are your thoughts about um, you know if you want to date someone, it's better to be friends with them first. You become friends. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the way to go. Cause look, you can't go. This is the mistake I made earlier this year as well. I committed too early to this individual, and I would say, knowing the person deeply first will be will be more of the secure spot, or not. You will find yourself in a mess where oh, this person is actually like this, or um, his physical features are like oh not really matching to what are my um, criteria or standards that I set myself. So right. I'll say getting to know the person deeper will, will only be the safest uh, solution to whatever you're trying to commit to. Right. How about you, Julian? Uh, I think I agree with Derek. Uh, I think being friends first is something you should do. I think like, I mean, I, I don't believe in like going asking some random person out I feel like yeah. you always just go start a conversation like you know I mean in our culture especially in Malaysia I think you just like be friends and like I think from there on I think you can see whether you should pursue it or like just keep it as friends lah. Mm. I like the both of you it's a very old school mindset <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I mean I yeah I also personally agree with that you know too date um to to get to know that person first before date but you know something that i'm learning something that i'm really recognizing is that okay we we only know the negative side or most of the time you get the negative side of online dating which is tinder right yeah but I, i've met a few couples where they have met on this platform called coffee meets bagel again of course they are young adults as well i think that platform also only allows young adults um and they yeah, they started dating after that. So, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm still learning how does that um, process work. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm learning that I think if you meet someone online, but I think the most important thing is the relationship part again. As in like, 
are you willing to go talk about the deep stuff first, share, get to know each other better before you're, you actually date that person? Yeah, that I still believe. Lah. Noted. Right. You're, are you familiar with some of these platforms? Like Tinder? Yeah, but yeah, definitely don't we don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are using it something, man, mm-hmm. man. I'm worried, man. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't tell you the world is changing and evolving. You know, when I was younger, I've heard of people and leaders who say that online dating is bad. Really bad. You don't know the person, you don't know what kind of person. And yeah, have there been, have there been scams before? Yeah. Many actually. Right, but I've also met many who are successful. Married today with kids and... <sighs> That's what, that's what I mean by relationship, right? It's complex. And, and that complexity is beautiful. You know, there's no one size fit all. The moment we say that this is a wrong pattern. Okay, okay. I want to be very clear first. There are some things that are very clear. Principle wrong is wrong. You, you know what I mean? And again, that those principles come from a foundation. So like for myself, Christian, um, uh, certain principles and values uh, those boundaries, I find it beautiful. Like one man, one wife, right? Um, you know, if you are already with someone, you don't covet someone else's girl, like, and that's straight up sin, you know? And so for me, those principles are, are valuable, good. So with those principles and values, then I begin to realize, right, the structure of things, if I carry those values and if I met, meet that person online, he or she carries that value, think boleh jalan, right? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, but I think the moment when we say that these, that if you, if you only become friends first and then date, that's the only way to prove that this relationship is successful. Well, I also can show you many people who will become friends first and date also didn't get up to get, end up together, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing with youth, right? I'm sure with your friends, I'm sure you experienced before, this no, you be sure not, like, I'm sure there's another way to eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. So uh, this is where my my following question will lead, knowing that you mentioned that uh, it's better to, I think not you mentioned, I think I mentioned that uh, it's safer to know the person personally before uh, you shoot your shots. So my question would be, how do you ensure a friendship between two different genders remain as friends? Because knowing, yeah, see, knowing that, um, let's say I'm good friends with uh, this uh, person, uh, this opposite gender, and I just want to remain as friends. But what if, you see, because the, teach- the teacher that we asked this question to during that event, that forum, uh, he mentioned that if you start, if you start um, sharing uh, your feelings or basically sharing more on how you're feeling every day and things like that, you two, both individuals will start to develop feelings. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Oh, that I agree. If you are if you are sharing your day-to-day with the girl, I mean, I'm talking about an opposite sex, right? Yeah. Um, share your day, your feeling. Basically, you're sharing, you're sharing your vulnerable side, right? What happens day-to-day and it becomes very exclusive. You don't share it with anyone else. Man, definitely 
feelings will form, right? Either I I I I I made the mistake before. I used to say that guys will have the feelings first. Then I begin to learn that actually no, not true. Girls also sometimes will have the feelings. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, you so again it's the boundaries, law. I think a lot of people sometimes just say we are friends and we are friends and they end up being hurt. I thought we were more than that. And I want to tell you, right, high schoolers, especially or youth, the assumption level is always very high. I thought we were friends. I thought we were just friends. I thought there was nothing more. Why are you hurt? Why are you crying? Like, wow. That's, that's, that, that phrase will only be mentioned when things go wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah right? Um, and it always happens when the guy or girl meets someone else. Then this person's like, hey, why am I having these feelings? Yeah. Why am I having this and that? True story, right? And it's something I learned from my mother. Um, I guess I am a pretty extrovert guy. I, 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 I cannot stand boredom. So I like to bring, I like to be known as the person who bring life to the party. You know, that kind of, when I was younger, like, you know, if it's dull and thing like, yo, DK is here, sup man, let's do this. Let's have fun, you know. That has always been my energy and my persona in a sense. Um, so what I I think I don't know how my mom noticed this. Yeah, I think I started talking to some girls in church and I'm like and they also get start getting comfortable with me and sharing their days and all. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, man, whatever, just share and everything. And I remember my mom told me this like then, you know, you gotta be very careful when you talk to the the opposite gender. And I'm like, what do you mean, Ma? I'm just, we're just friends. And, and she said, um, you got to be very careful of the way of how you talk to them. Yeah. So I think that really stuck with me because then I personally experienced, I remember this friend, amazing friend, and we used to share a lot of details like about life and future and stuff like that. And then when I started dating, um, this girl that I was dating, she wasn't too comfortable with my friendship with this friend, which is a girl, right? And so, I mean, of course, now that I'm dating, there must be a boundary, right, to what we date, to how we date, right? Not how we date. And at the beginning, I was upset because like, hey, this person is my friend, only my friend. Can't you understand? Like, you know, it's, um, but again, uh, this, the context is my experience, yeah. I am, I, I'm sure some people out there who maybe has found a way to keep it exclusive or or inclusive, I don't know what ways or methods for them to be friends with the opposite gender. But for me, when I told, when I begin to share, so I thought I'd share with my friend, my friend would begin to understand like, hey, you know, this girl was just saying that um, I, we shouldn't talk so much or we shouldn't hang out a lot because, you know, she's feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And of course, then my friend was like, hey, you know, I know you for a long time, you know, talking about like, you know, I loan you longer. How dare you? Da, 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 da. And, and it became very, very messy. And I was so grateful that time. I had a leader who really was there to be a friend as well. It's like, it's like then, um, what both of them feel is not wrong. This girl that I'm dating, what she feel is not wrong. This friend of mine who is a girl, how she feel is also not wrong. He said, I think the problem is where you position yourself. You didn't create that boundary. So that's where I begin to learn. 
Oh my gosh. But for my context of the story, later on I found out these friends that I was close with, oh my gosh, there were so many feelings involved. And how I know that? Because this girl that I was dating, I realized I enjoy going to the movies, dinner, all with her. But when it comes to the deep stuff, like deep conversation about life, faith, future, you know, family stuff, I will talk to my friend who's a girl. So here I am creating all these deep um, conversations with a friend who is a girl. And then with my girlfriend, I'm just having fun, going out and everything. So whenever I fight, I go back to this. <laughs> that was the complicated situation and which is not healthy. So I would always suggest that, you know, if you have a friend who is a girl, you should really define the boundaries. Yeah. Again, I, I shared this, right? And it's something I believe it works throughout. Assumption destroys communication. If the moment you assume that, oh, you're just friends, everything be okay, oh my gosh. How are you going to communicate in the future? Like, that's, why, that's why I think you, uh, you suggest that uh, both individuals would to try to make it clear on what are the what are the status on the the relationship like what are the the feelings like in the relationship between whether it's friendship or yeah I think there's a very mature step but of course it will be a very awkward conversation yeah. so not to make it awkward then just like hey let's say for example I don't know let's use a girl's name shout out to all the Marys I don't know if you've got a friend named Mary or not hey there sorry Huh? What? Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, I hit my hand on the on my <laughs> table. <laughs> so, for example, you got a friend named Mary, right? Yeah, I don't know if you got a friend named Mary. Let's say you 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 really appreciate the friendship between you and Mary. I think in that friendship, like, hey, yo, Mary, so you know, we are friends, right? Just want to be very clear, we are friends. And and of course, it'd be awkward. Like, hey, you, what are you talking about? I don't like you. You like, you know, all these sort of things. I rather you go through that than having this assumption that yo, Mary is a bro. She's cool and chill. Then one day when you start dating, Mary starts to get angry. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so many movies make make a scene out of this drama, right? Take. And so I always tell high schoolers um, or youth that are dating, I think it's better to be to have clarity. Like, hey, Mary, um, look, uh, you're you're a really good bro or you're a really good friend. Um, and I just want to make sure I think more, right? And I think if both of you can maturely agree and I think more, then okay lah. I think no problem being friends. The problem begins when you don't communicate and eating and then luck I think this is luck because you're you are just taking a chance right you'll just be lucky if you if Mary is like oh wow you got a girlfriend oh my I've seen a lot of cases where oh so actually you don't like me (laughs) because again right we talk about conversations like gotta be friends first before you start dating so some people really think okay I think this person wants to be friends with me first before he or she wants to start dating. And the next thing you know, this person starts dating another person. I, I find that there's a lot of unnecessary. So, yeah. Yeah. So, imagine it, it turns out the, the 
the flip side of things. Right. And how definitely it will come down to this statement or this question I'm going to say. How will the conversation be in the long run? If let's say it be, it, it turned out to be the the reaction of the person, the it it turns out to be the opposite way. Let's say it, 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 she wasn't really happy that you you had a relationship with the other individual except um, yeah, except her. I think you don't answer right. There. Yeah, it's, it's gonna turn out cold. It's got no oh, man. It's gonna turn out cold. You're right, and we have all these ideals that we will be friends forever and we'll do things and we'll enjoy ourselves. But yeah, when we come to the different, I mean, if you go back to the basics again, right? <laughs> like Julian is a friend with benefit. <laughs> so funny to hear said it right. I mean, if one day Julian decides or stops improving himself, Julian uh, becomes a bum. Sorry, I'm just using example, right? He's lazy and, you know, he's no drive for life. Here you are, driven. You have a plan. You have a vision. After a while, you're going to realize that this friendship is a dread, right? Like, I mean, this is like at its basic friendship caller. I think same goes if it's also for opposite gender. After a while, you're dating your friend who's a girlfriend. And I would always tell you, dating a girl, I mean, you're dating already. I think your attention should be on that person. How you make that person your best friend. Or else, why are you dating in the first place? You know? And, and so, yeah, that person definitely, it will be an old stage and be like, oh, we're not like that anymore. And you might hear languages like, oh yeah, it's so sad that it has to end like this. You know what? Friends do break up too. Yeah. yeah I really spoke to us about that too. Yeah, friends, friends do break up. I remember I had a conversation on my podcast about toxic buddies, you know, and how many of us actually daring to actually break up with our friends? Like, yo man, um, I, yeah, you can call me selfish, you can call me all these things, but I don't know if you understand because I don't know where this friendship is going, you know. Um, okay, now you talk about the opposite gender, right? Let's talk about the same gender. When I first came to KL, I had a bunch of buddies, um, friends, meet in church, in college. Guys, lah, the bros, right? Wow. First uh, semester, or like, oh, bros, bros, bros for <laughs> to be statements and everything. When I met Caroline, my gosh, she changed my world. She made me want to be a better person. She made me fall in love with God even more. She she made me want to pursue more for life. Like I can do this. Like when I when I share like when I share with her my dreams, I wasn't shot down. Like she was like, "Oh, Dan, you you want to do this? Sure, let's." I'm sure it's great, you know. And and, uh, and I remember that I told Julian this right because. I'm done dating and all and, and like when I say done dating like I'm done like trying out and stuff so for me I was like you know I'm just being honest I told, I told my girlfriend that like hey um, I think I'm going to be a pastor in the future and I think it's not going to be an easy thing what are your thoughts and she said yeah actually I thought of being a pastor or a pastor's wife I'm like man this is a 
sign sealed deal. Let's go. Yo, <laughs> waste no time. <laughs> you know? And so for me, I think that, that was precious. So that was our journey. But I realized my guy friends, they were immature, man. Um, They were like talking about, I mean, nothing wrong with material things, but that was their focus. You know, every time we talk about things, it's always gossip. And and yeah, I got the whole treatment of like, hey, bro, you, you are not a real bro anymore. La. You're hanging out with your girl now. Yeah, next time when your girl is not here anymore, then... Now again, um, if you have a healthy group of friends, I really believe I'm a... Because today, I have a healthy group of friends. These friends will actually remind me of my wife. Now, like, like for instance, right, I sidetrack a little bit, right? Today, I have this bunch of friends where I'll be having fun with them, you know, and now as an adult, I'll have a drink with them, you know, we'll meet up. My friends will be like, yo, you report to your wife already or not? You're out here so long already. <laughs> like, for me, that is a healthy friend. Mm. And then my friends will be like, hey, how's things with Caroline? All good? Oh, yeah, things like that. Then my friend will be like, hey, I think better go back early tonight. Lah. Since you're, you're, you were saying that your, your wife is a bit tired, right? Yeah, I think better go back tonight. Lah. We can hang out another time. Like, these kind of friends, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they yeah. think about my life, they think about my marriage, they think about my well-being instead of like telling me like, bro, 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 wait. And then they use, you know, bros before H. Yeah, you know, the kind of things. Yeah. Uh, and then like, and you are left oh my gosh, I'm toil in between. My, and so I find a lot of people toil in between their friends and their loved ones. Like, for me today, I can say very confidently, la, Caroline is an easier choice. La. Like, that, that's, the, that's the wisest choice and the easiest choice, man. Like, choose her, love her, you know? And, and, and so I realized that, oh man, I've come, come, come to a point to break up with my friends. And so I'm like, yo guys, I, I know, I know we, we haven't been, sorry, man. Um, yeah, I want to spend time with her and it was awkward. It was awkward, you know. Uh, was, was it in person or no? In person. In person. In person. Yeah, in person. And of course, after that conversation, then I, I have to admit it was awkward. You know, you kind of like yeah. hang out lesser and then, and then I think they also wanted different things in life because I mean, we met each other in church but then they still stopped going to church. For me, I'm a firm believer of going to church. Um, and they had different perspectives, you know, and, and they're doing very well today, just that they have very dis- different perspectives of life. And I respect that. For me, yeah, I, I've, so this is where maturity comes in, where you really are secure in yourself. Well, I, I have a different belief too. I'm here. I, I know my journey. I'm going to start a church one day. I'm going to start an organization where it helps a lot of youth. I don't think a lot of people might see eye to eye to it with it. So yeah, I think I better find people, find mentors that you know would help me be a better version of myself, understand the goals. So yeah, when I was younger, I was very scared. Like, am I being selfish? Am I thinking too much about myself? But when you're hanging out with healthy people, it's not about thinking about yourself. It's you becoming a better version of yourself. And I, I'm a firm believer when you become a better version of yourself, everyone around you benefit. Your wife, your kids, your friends, they will get the 
best out of you. Because why? You are healthy and healthy attracts healthy. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, I'm not the expert on, in money, but if I had $1 million, right, and, and I want to invest in you, you better be a person who has done something before. You will be a better be a person that is ambitious, tenacious, driven. Yeah. If you are a person that I don't know who you are, you are lazy, don't do anything, and then you say, trust me, you can trust me with that one million ringgit. I'm like, shut up lah. <laughs> bro. I don't even know you. But if I meet these two individuals, Derek and who give their best, who always shows up, not many views never mind I still produce content I go on some of your friends are wondering like don't know waivers can make it or not and all but silence those voices you're like I believe in this I believe that benefit here you are working hard working hard working hard one day you will definitely reap the benefit right and healthy will attract healthy so yeah that's my belief I see sounds yeah very inspirational <laughs> Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Wow, it's been it's been a long one. <laughs> yeah, okay. one hour, any questions? Uh I mean Jaden, if you have any, go on. Okay. Yeah, um as Daniel, you talk Yo. about um your spouse, girlfriend, um having to um make you a better person. Right. Now, what if you're deliberately, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of friends that, um, maybe a lot of our viewers as well, and uh-huh. encounter where, like, um, their boyfriend or girlfriend is trying to um, make them a better person, but change their whole identity, you know? Ooh. You get what I mean? Like, so they take, like, um, let's say this girl, and she takes this guy, and then, like, she tries to change him into her ideal guy. Is it? And, like, um, a lot of people maybe they feel like they are being changed and you no, know, they are like a different person. What what do you think? I think this is something I mentioned just now. In my faith, right? Yeah. I follow Jesus, but that does not mean I'm Jesus. So the same concept, right, to your question. If you are trying to be a savior to change someone. Like you think you have the ability to change that person. I find that the relationship won't work. Like we are imperfect. We also have our shortcomings. We will also have our bad days. How can we play the part of a savior to save someone and change their identity? You you know what I'm talking about? I guess there are some people who recognize that they need help. And then they enter a relationship thinking that girl or guy might be a savior to help them. I, in my experience, I find that most of that relationship becomes sour. Not to say that it cannot work because again, healthier, you recognize mistakes and problems. And definitely the relationship can work and get better. But if you, yeah, your thoughts about, you know, like guys changing their identity. Wow. You have to be a god to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again I think the perspective is health right if my words my action my behavior my habits ought to make you a better person not to change you 
you know, I think a lot of guys and girls are so afraid that they might change their identity. And again, in high school, you're discovering your identity. So I think it's fair to have this question and be fearful of this question in a sense, right? What if this person changed me, changed who I am? It's right to say, right to think about that. But I would say, enjoy the process of relationship. You know, enjoy the knocks here and there. You know, you, you will definitely argue with a girl. There's no such thing as perfect, no argument relationship. No, you will definitely argue, right? You, you come from a very different family background. She comes from a very different family. You know, the way you treat one another is so different. Uh, the way your parents treat you, the way her parents treat her is so different. And now you're coming together. What is us? What forms us? What is what will help us? You know, um, what may necessarily work in my family might work with you. You were brought up very differently, you know. And so, yeah, I don't think we should aspire to change people. You know, if people want to change, it's really up to them, their choice. You know, I want to be a better person. I want to change my faith. I want to change my job and my career. Because the moment if someone makes you change, the responsibility is not on you anymore. Yeah. You put, and you're going to end up blaming that person. Then you're going to start relying on that person in the future. Oh, yeah. man, that gets very messy. Right. I, I share with you one story. I remember there was a... Um, um, this is a very... Yeah, this might be morbid a bit, but it was a funeral. And uh, I was a young pastor at that time. And um, I was just following another pastor to that funeral to help out with the whole procedure and process. Um, then I, I remember the daughter, she was giving her eulogy, right? Sharing her eulogy. And I think in her grief, she shared, she cried out. She's like, Dad, you're not here anymore. I don't know what to do. Mm. Right now, in a funeral, you hear something like this. I've seen, when I look around, people were crying. Beautiful thing to hear, right? My dad is not around. I don't know what to do anymore. Right? But the sad reality was that we had a conversation with my partner talking to her. And then that's when we found out the true meaning because she, she said this. She said, all my life, my dad was telling me what to do. She said, study hard, dear. I studied hard. Dear, go and study to become a doctor. Okay, I studied to become a doctor. Now what that? Ah, go become a specialist. She went and become a specialist. Now what that? Oh, I think you know what? You can start your own clinic. Then she started her own clinic. And the father pa passed away. The father left, left earth. She doesn't know what to do anymore. Why? She's a 40-year-old woman, no? 40-year-old woman. And yeah. 40 years of her life, she has just been relying on her father. Now, it's a very beautiful image, right? Like, yeah. wow, you're listening to your father, you're listening to your daddy, you know. But the problem is, she didn't learn about taking responsibility. She didn't, she didn't learn about getting her, her, about failures. She didn't learn about, so, whatever the dad say to do, she did it. No matter how hard it is, because why? She put that responsibility on her dad. So, then, in that conversation with the pastor and this 40-year-old auntie, right? And then, I guess, she realized and recognized, she said like, I guess now I have to learn how to walk. Wow. Damn. Like, 40-year-old, you know. 
So I think coming back to relationships, and if you're going to date someone and that person is responsible for everything in your life, how you date la, the way you, date. I'm a now when I say right, I'm a better person because of. It's because of her habits, her behaviors. Like again, this is how I share about the gossiping thing, right? She didn't tell me then you got to stop gossiping. Yeah, then it's a very bad behavior. Then you, you got to be a better person. You're a partner now. No, she didn't do that. It was our habits, our, her behaviors, you know, that she became like, oh man, I got to stop this. I, I cannot do this. This is bad. La. This, I cannot do this. You know, and then she's like, then I don't think it's nice if we continue to do this. We'll continue hating this person. And, and God has asked us to love, love people. So I think we need to learn to forgive. Then I'm like, oh, dang, girl. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so she didn't try to change me. She made me a better person. So yeah, it's a process through that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Damn, it's, it's, it's been a long one. Oh, yeah, man. Is, has, has this been your longest so far? You know what? I think this is my longest. Wow. So the way when I do my podcast, Oh. My podcast, right? It's always it's always short form. Yeah, I notice also. I I'm my my perspective is a person, student, a young adult, entering the car, traveling from work to home, and just listening to the the podcast. Uh yeah. So, like um, like one of my favorite podcasters, right? I think you all should know him. Is Joe Rogan? You know Joe Rogan? Yeah. Very famous. Joe Rogan is a champion. Three hours, you know, like, wow, this guy. <laughs> but people listen. I, so then I, I, I later on realized one of his followings are, are like truckers. So truckers driving from one city to another city, right, would just play his podcast. Yeah. So they will listen to it, right? So I don't know. But anyway, guys, good job, man. It might work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there was one, so the um, regarding this topic, part one and two, the episode was combined into two parts in YouTube. Uh-huh. So it was two hours long. And by far, that was the most uh, listened episode. Really? Yeah. Right. I think it's also... Views, right? But I also think... 200, it's yeah. About relationship, you know. And I think if you're going to come to an end of this episode uh, recording... um. Yeah, just don't be afraid. I want to tell people, don't be afraid of relationship. Don't be afraid. Will you, will you be met with failure? Yeah, you will. You will meet failure. You know, we are not perfect. You will definitely say something wrong. You will definitely make a wrong move. You won't be as smooth as James Bond or all <laughs> characters we might watch on, on, on TV or movies. And, and, and you will make mistakes but maturity is, again, learning how you come out from it, learning to say sorry, you know. So that's why I think um, coming back again to high school dating, I think it's the best time to learn to say your sorries, you know, learn to respect the other person. It's okay to appreciate beauty, you know, that guy is handsome, that girl is But what do you do with that information? How do you process that information in your brain? Is it lust or is it you know, wanting to know that person even more. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid, really. I want to tell people, don't be afraid of dating. You know, try it out. Because here's the thing about dating as well, right? 
come to a close, you will also discover yourself. Yeah. You know, dating someone, in dating someone healthy, it's like, it's like a mirror. You will see all your, and you will see what you are not good at, what, but your perspective and your mindset changes everything. You could sulk, complain, but you could also like, oh my gosh, this person has revealed my weaknesses. I think it's time for me to be a better person. So yeah, don't be afraid. Think anytime you need any help, just a DM away. You can email us. Yep. Um, or talk to these guys at Waivers. <laughs> yep. Right. So uh, do you still have time? I still have time. You want? Wait, maybe let's do one more question. Okay. What? What's one? Uh, oh, this question is going to be more on the um, physical intimacy of youth Ooh. relationship. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. I think this will come down to more on the cons. So, okay. right. What if things go sideways where uh, the opposite gender uh, is pregnant? Hmm. Yeah, what are your thoughts? How do I share the cons about being pregnant? Is that your question? No, I mean, I mean, like, let's say, because you see, we are all young, right? And definitely oh, okay. there are all cases where um, 18 year olds or 17 year olds uh, right. already having a child and things right. like that. So, how are they going to deal with the child support and things like that? So, what right. are your thoughts on that? belief in uh, abortion mm, right right okay i think in malaysia still glad we are still pro-life we're very very much pro-life um i know in america and some other countries they are toiled between pro-life pro-choice um so for me personally i think if you are pregnant uh from you know having a sexual encounter with your boyfriend, um, I think really you have to talk to your parents about it and really go through all that hard conversations have to, because um, really save the child at all costs. You know? yeah. So as a Christian, right? As a Christian, premarital sex is a sin, right? Um, but this is my belief. Even though the act you have done is a sin, it doesn't mean the product is a sin because that child is alive, right? And I want to tell you one day in the future, you're married and you want to have kids. I want to tell you it's not as easy you want to have kids. <laughs> um, and then all those students, you know, that, that had sex and got pregnant, it's because really the right time, uh, you know, the... They are young and so they are, I tell you, so many people today, you know, they are older, they are married and it's not easy to have kids. So I want to say, you know, really protect the life. Um, it's not going to be an easy journey, but protect that life. You've got to talk to your parents out there. Now, there are many agencies, many, many agencies, both government and, right? If you feel that you're not ready to, you know, bear the responsibility of a child, you can actually release the child for adoption. Release the child for adoption, you know, because there are families out there who are looking for adoption. 
who knows future things are better you might have the opportunity yeah but that's be another conversation i think the conversation about from where you're coming from is what happens when you're pregnant right yeah because my dad also talked to me about this uh the other day and he gave me this uh statement and left me to think about it what if your partner right is let's say taking spm and she she's uh she's pregnant and she has like you know you know how yeah yeah a big belly or taking SPM so how will that play out so that's why when things go sideways he told me that it's going to be really messy firstly and it's something that I think anyone wants to go into because look I as far as far as um he told me as far as uh as good as it sounds um having a child um having uh sexual activities with your partner and things like that when this mess uh actually occurs it will not be fun anymore yeah things like that and you have to deal with a lot of things and in the long run uh he mentioned that what you will have to deal with the your partner's uh, family as well as yours yeah yes yeah i i i say this in 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 wisdom and also in a thing perspective sex is fun sex is fun sexual intercourse is fun but for me as a christian under the very right but the act itself that's why people are enjoying it man there must be something fun about it so i don't i don't want to be that person to tell you that my god sex will destroy your life and everything oh, let's be very real sex is fun right it's fun but is it the right time to have it that is a question you should ask yourself i think that's a very mature decision is it the right time to have it because i also don't want you to end up you know protecting yourself which i hear from many guys but that's why i pornography and and masturbate and then i i clear it off and then i'm fine no you're creating a problem for yourself you're you're destroying your sexual health and that would be another comment for another day but i think when it comes to teenage pregnancy again you know if it happens let's let's talk about if it happens like i just want to encourage all the girls and guys out there if it happens don't be afraid all right don't be afraid definitely if they embrace all these conversations and part thing thing and and definitely your your parents you know the girl side of the parents they will get angry and frustrated all of those emotions will be there but protect the child at all costs Yeah. protect the child at all costs. I don't want to make it a norm that it's okay to have sex before marriage and then have a child and then you know don't be afraid. No, no, that's not my perspective. My perspective is coming from in that moment of anxiousness. What do I do now that I'm pregnant? Please let abortion be the last thing in mind. You know, let let that protection part to come in. I know you'll be very fearful. So yeah, that's one of the ways go about it and so especially when it comes to teenage pregnancy talk to your parents don't hide it yeah yeah again if anyone listening to this podcast there are many agencies out there both government and also private willing to help you out and and this one thing lah that i want to tell those who may be going through this or might, might have experienced this before 
yeah, in our culture, it's a very shameful thing. It will shame you and all. But again, yes, it's true. Something that is shameful, but your product is not of shame. You know, the kid shouldn't bear the shame. The baby should enjoy life. The baby should enjoy what it is. Have life and everything. And so, um, maybe if I could share a bit about context. So like some of youth here at Seoul, their parents had them before marriage. And it's one thing that my wife and I really want to make sure that they don't feel that they were a byproduct of failure. Or because of that, then that's why mommy and daddy had to get married, right? Um, but I'm very grateful that in our, my journey and talk with them, they begin to discover their identity. They begin to discover that even though that happened to their parents, you know, that shouldn't happen. I'm not, I'm not a product of failure. I'm not a product of shame. You know, I'm created by God. There's beauty to it. So that's my stance for that lah, when it comes to it. Definitely be very fearful. Please protect that lah, at all costs. Um, you can talk to me. If you're here listening to this podcast, find out my details. I would love to help you out. I, I cannot adopt the kid personally, but I can lead you to the agencies. But again, you know, I, I think in reality, your, your family has to, there'll be changes in your body. You know, I know some people try to hide it before and yeah, it gets very, very messy. So yeah, I think that, those are my thoughts about it. Yeah, and if you if you guys listening to this need help uh, from DK, do feel free to do so because I'm going to link all his socials in the description down below, including yeah. his podcast, his Instagram. Yeah. And yeah, that's where you can get in touch with him. So my final question to end today's long episode is, okay, give, let, let, me, let me elaborate more before I get to the question. So knowing that, um, now we've been uh, exposed with uh, our modern technology and knowing that we have a lot of things um, that we can use uh, technology for. So we have a lot of freedom online. So what are your thoughts on pornography, whether it's cheating in a relationship or not? Oh, straight up cheating, man. Straight up cheating. Yeah. Cheating is not just action alone. Cheating is also in the mind. Yeah, I think before we get to pornography, if you are dating someone and you check another girl out and you lust over her, bro, you are cheating already, man. You know, you are already cheating. But we live in a world today where it's like, it's, have all these fantasies in mind. I'm not reacting it and everything. Um, we can come up with all sorts of reasons and excuses, but the moment when I'm with someone, my energy, him or her, should be at the highest level of respect, highest level of, of, of love, you know, towards that person. So, yeah, coming to pornography, straight up cheating, man. <laughs> you know, you, in fact, I have heard, you know, several podcasters talk about this before. In fact, watching pornography, you are cheating at a greater scale. You know, you have accessed, you know, I, I like to exaggerate, right? Millions of women. Yeah. You know, who, some willing, some who are exploited, which I think most of the girls are exploited to do pornography. 
you know, and whatever reasons you might have, man, it's straight up. So the, the danger about pornography is that it destroys the image and pleasure of sex. Sex is supposed to be intimate. Sex is supposed to be fun and beautiful between a couple, intimate manner, discovering each other. But pornography gives that shortcut. Pornography puts that pressure that you need to perform a certain way. You need to be big a certain way. You need to, you, you, you need to fit into a mold a certain way. You know, uh, only if you're able to do this, then therefore you are then a superior sexual being, I guess. But it's all wrong, man. But I think, um, yeah, I don't get sidetracked with that. Um, I think to your question, yeah, straight up cheating, man. Straight up. Noted. And I'm sure you hear some friends say that, oh, you got to learn the move. Let me tell you, when you get married, licensed counselor, or even doctors will tell you what to do. Don't have to worry, man. Really, really don't have to worry. Right? Um, I can only share my, my own experience. So growing up, my access to porn is very different from your access to porn. My access to porn is like VCDs and DVDs. Do you know what are those? Those round? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. We are, we are not, we're not that young. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, yeah, it, it did affect my, my mindset about sex. And so I'm glad. For, for my mentor who have counseled me and my you know um, but yeah it's it's a journey you know there, there will be expectations that I think that I should do like like for example one so pornography um, each video would be about like what um, 30 minutes to 45 minutes and I was pressured by it like I thought oh man if I'm going to have this intimate moment with my wife, I thought like, whoa, I have to be 45 minutes. And here I am at a point like, oh my gosh, why finish so fast? Why, why, why end already? You know, is my wife satisfied or not? Is she okay and everything? You know, why the, the porn, the guys can... Oh my gosh, these are all just movies. Whether you're Christian or not Christian, if you look at the research about it, right? Man, it destroys our mental health about what sex is like. So, you know, a lot of, like one of the things that you can also Google this, a lot of younger guys, younger guys are experiencing erectile dysfunction. You know, it's erectile dysfunction, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah their penis cannot be hard enough. And why? Because this is a constant abuse of patient. And, and then here, and then here, there are some people who are advocating that it's not cheating, it's fine, it's okay. So many people who are suffering in silence. A lot, a lot of people are suffering in silence. Now, I can tell you today about this because I'm really glad for people in my life who didn't take advantage of it. But when you want to help, it's of course my pastors and my mentors who have walked me. And again, I had a wife. Again, at this... This is my faith journey. And this is where, you know, my wife and I come together. 
prayed, we talked about it, seek help. Yeah, we are better. We are way better now, you know, in how we enjoy each under the covering of what it is to be married to each other. So, yeah, if you are married today, listening to this, I'm sure some parents are going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, pornography <laughs> is just straight up cheating, man. And even if you are dating, right, high school dating and all, like one of the lamest, ex- one of the most dangerous excuses is, oh man, I'm just going to get rid of one, you know, just fap away and then I'm going to love this girl better or not going to have sex with her. I want to tell you there's a very wrong, very, very wrong perspective. Very, very wrong. In fact, you you are setting yourself up for failure, man. Like, don't. I think really put pornography aside. Learn to appreciate this girl or this guy that you're dating. Care for one another. Again, back to the question, am I making you a better person? Yeah, so. Yep. Again, noted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's good information, really. It's, yeah, I, it's, it's good to know from an adult point of view. And yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate you. Go on. Yeah, speak a bit about masturbating. Do you think that is considered cheating as well? Just for like our audience, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to masturbate, like, what is the image you masturbate to? Like, I honestly don't know. I don't even know how it works. It's yeah, I, man, I just I, hear about it. Like one of the things that I had a conversation with this guy who told me, Pastor DK, masturbation is not wrong. And I'm like, okay, where, where is your perspective from? What's your context? So he was saying from, you know, from a point where if I don't imagine about anything about a girl, I don't do anything and I just masturbate. It's not wrong, it's not a sin, but Oh, then I'm like, you must be a superior being somehow, somewhere. <laughs> because most people that I know, if they are going to masturbate, it's going to be a video or an imagery or a fantasy. Yeah. Because right? masturbation is linked with sex, what? Right? At the end of the day, it's pleasure. Ma. You're pleasuring your, yourself. And mind you guys, this, I, I don't want to tell you like, like, this is the way alone. Go out there and research. Go and study. You know, go out there and look at the stats. There are people who are pro, like you got to do this. You have to masturbate. There are good people that no, you don't masturbate. I think very importantly, right? For me, after reading, for myself, like my journey of reading all of this, the question for me at the end of the day is, is it helping me? Number one, am I making my wife a better person? So, if it's just going to rob the ability to appreciate intimacy, if it's just going to make me performance-based, oh my gosh, I must hit the 45-minute mark before I, I come to my climax. Then only I am satisfying my wife. Then I'm using a porn industry standard for what was meant to be beautiful, tarnish it. So yeah, masturbation. Yeah, if you're single, then it's not cheating lah. But it's gonna ruin you lah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's where. 
Man, I like the questions you're asking, man. Straight up, ah, uh. straight up, straight up. <laughs> very. Yeah, very direct around here. Yeah. yeah. But I think again to all the listeners here. Um, we live in a world today where, you know, um, if an information is given now, we want to prove it. I think the conversation that three of us are having today is not about proving a point, but pursuing health. I think we want to really pursue healthy, we want to, sorry, my gosh, my grammar. We want to pursue proper mental health, emotional health, and even physical health at the end of the day, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, am I making you a better person? If not, yeah, man. All right. Okay, la, let's do, okay, let's do one more question. One more question. <laughs> one more question. One more question. I think you got a lot, right? <laughs> Honestly, I, I think, I think most, most of them, you, um, we have already discussed. And, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you want to ask us? Yep. Hmm. Questions I want to ask you. Great. So if your friend comes up to you and and tells you that <clears throat> that they've been abused by their partner. Right. Physically or physically, let's say just say physically or even verbally. What are you guys gonna do about it? Me. Um honestly. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> I'll say just To be honest, I'm not really a guy who will step into people's uh, uh, arguments or stay into people's uh, dramas or things like that. So to be honest, I will say whoever I'm closest to, I will try to not side, but try to, you know, it depends on, who, it depends on the situation. If let's say it's just like, to me, if, it's, if, if it feels to me, it's some sort of a, small argument or small issue between both sides then I'll, I'll just leave side and I'll just leave off side and just let the two of them settle themselves but if it's right. that sort of a major uh, issue where it's physical abuse right then probably I'll the best that I can do is probably just advise and not do anything else because wow. it's not my battle to fight <laughs> yeah, in, in my opinion, in my opinion. Right, right, right. I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, personally, for me, I think, um, especially if it's like a small thing, because like being verbally abused can also be like some small thing. Mm-hmm. It's a small thing that like, probably like, I don't know, be like, hey, bro, it's just a small thing, you know. Don't take it too seriously. But yeah. If it's like a major thing, I think uh, what I usually do, uh, because um, I, uh, so I experience this a lot, actually. This right. sort of like things where I have to advise people. Uh, I'm not trying to show off a brag or anything, but I'm a kind of a youth leader in my church, Kingdom City, for the, all the 15 year olds. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, I'm very close. I wouldn't say I'm leader. I'm just more like the other, I guess, to help out. So what I would do is I usually pray first. I'd be like, um, 
uh, what can I tell this person? What what do you want me to speak to this person? Or I would um I would just go talk to the person, just be there, be there as a friend for them, and uh, mm. if that person is comfortable, maybe talk to an adult, right. which probably like you know, be the youth pastor, yeah, um, or probably someone like yes, but mm. with their consent, of course, lah, and yeah. with them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Good answers though. Yeah, just remember that, you know, when someone is being abused, it's a traumatizing thing. And I think it's very important to be there for them. You know. And I think especially when the person is close to you. And if they are able to disclose that information, it's very important that you have to I don't know if you understand this word called math. Like, you know, you have to inconvenience yourself to really help that person. I think this is something we are lacking culture today. Don't really learn how to you know, sacrifice or inconvenience ourselves to help someone. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep it up, man. I think you guys are doing very well. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you. yeah, I think that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so that's much. <laughs> Yeah, that's it for today. And yeah, thank you guys so much, especially uh, DK. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you guys, guys for... I, oh. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Keep up the good work. You know, um, I always believe um, you influence your age group better. So yeah, man. Thank you for sacrificing your time. You could be playing games. <laughs> We chasing uh-huh. Xiaomi Mings. Xiaomi But but here we are having all these conversations. I hope it was helpful as well. Yeah, definitely did. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community, and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen, and we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.